All right, hey everyone, this is Brian Zimmerman, digital content editor for Jazz's Magazine. We are just about to get into this incredible interview with vocalist Raul Midon. We go track by track through his new album, The Mirror, which is due out uh, Friday the 13th, Friday, March 13th on Mac Avenue Records. But first, I just want to take a minute to thank some of this episode's sponsors. They include Kobuzz.com, the world's largest catalog of streaming music in studio quality high res. You can stream all of your music in the highest possible quality starting at just $9.99 per month. Visit Kobuzz.com to learn more. That's Q-O-B-U-Z.com to learn more. Thanks also to Mac Avenue Records. The label has been showing us the road to great music for 20 years now. A new album by Tower of Power. Yes, that Tower of Power, as in what is hip Tower of Power, is due out on March 20th. Uh, it's called Step Up, and you can learn more about it, as well as all the amazing releases uh, on this label at macavenue.com. Thanks also to Smoke Sessions Records. The label has a new album from saxophonist Wayne Escoffrey due out April 10th. And their new Charlie Parker tribute album, Bird at 100, featuring, oh, let's see here, Vincent Herring, Gary Bartz, and Bobby Watson is out right now. Go to smokesessionsrecords.com to check them out. This episode is also brought to you by the St. Lucia Jazz Festival, presented in collaboration with Jazz at Lincoln Center. It's being held May 7th through 9th on St. Lucia, and featuring it's going to feature Patti LaBelle, Chick Corea, Willie Jones III. Uh, Willie Jones is an incredible drummer. He's actually got a special tribute to the trumpeter Roy Hargrove. Uh, more artists are going to be announced. You can join them as they perform in venues throughout St. Lucia's Caribbean landscape. Visit jazz.org slash St. Lucia Jazz for more information and tickets. That's S-A-I-N-T-L-U-C-I-A-J-A-Z-Z. Uh, the, the episode is also brought to you by the premium audio brand Blue Sound and MQA, the pioneering music technology company. They are teaming up with two influential music organizations, Jazz Refreshed and British Underground, to present the Master Sessions. So this is a series of live concerts streamed in real time using MQA Sound to over 100 audio retailers around the world through Blue Sound's premium high-res audio players. Music fans will be invited to share a live audio experience like no other, featuring some of the UK's leading jazz acts performing, rena performing at renowned studio locations. To mark the campaign launch, a dedicated microsite, themastersessions.com, has been published with full details on the participants and activities. Um, later this year, rising star Theon Cross, who is an amazing uh, jazz tuba player, uh, will be playing live at Orb Studios in Austin, Texas. Music fans will be invited to visit a local Blue Sound dealership to experience the concert streamed in real time on a Blue Sound powered sound system and an MQA studio quality audio. Again, for more information, visit themastersessions.com. Thanks also to author and multi-instrumentalist Nandan Gautam. His new album is called The Divine Flaw, and it features Dromeo drummer Antonio Sanchez, among others. We actually streamed the whole album on our site. You can check it out there, and you can also learn more at nandangautam.com. That's N-A-N-D-A-N-G-A-U-T-A-M.com. Lastly, hey, if you are an independent musician or know an independent musician, have them submit their music via our Inside Track program. So with this program, not only when you submit, do you get a posting on our website that your friends can vote for to move up into the top five albums of the week, 
but the audio and all the information comes directly to the inbox of a Jazz's editor. Uh, and you never know, it could wind up in the pages of our magazine, on our website, or announced in this very podcast. So if you're interested, visit jazzes.com and click Submit Your Music in the top navigation bar, or just go to jazzes.com slash inside track. All right, that'll do it for me up top. Let's go ahead and jump into this track-by-track interview with Raul Midon. Well, hey, man, uh, before we get into the album, too, for people who are totally unfamiliar with your style, you know, you are not only an amazing guitarist and a skilled vocalist, uh, but one of the vocal techniques you're known for is what a lot of people dub kind of like vocal trumpet or mouth trumpet in which you improvise, um, you know, vocally emulating the sound of a trumpet. Um no, I'm a trumpet player, and this has always kind of appealed to me. As a matter of fact, uh, I remember someone recommended your music to me once. They said, check out this trumpet player I found. And I said, well, that's actually Raul Madon. He's a vocalist. And they were floored. How did you develop that technique? And I'm wondering, did you study trumpet players to kind of learn tone? and, and I did. Um, I figured. Okay. I did some a lot of transcribing. Uh, one of the things that we had to do when I was in music school was transcribe solos. And, you know, this is one of those blessings in disguise. Since I couldn't write the notes down mm-hmm. being blind, I, I had to learn to play all the solos. So I ended up transcribing Louis Armstrong, you know, strutting wow. in some barbecue. I, I transcribed Miles. I transcribed Clifford Brown. I transcribed Lee Morgan. Um, so that... Um, and then there was a trumpet player that I... Um, was good friends with who is uh, in the new york area now his name is john bailey and we used to just actually work on on stuff you know we would sit around and talk about scales and 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 um you know do patterns you know (laughs) you know the diminished major seven (laughs) yeah uh and and stuff like that you know we would talk about we talk about articulation you know and all that kind of thing wow man was the trumpet were you just always drawn drawn to the trumpet you know were there yeah other, i mean i i think yeah. the first jazz record i ever heard was miles and bird so mm, yeah uh, you know <laughs> it's a it's a commanding voice man very cool very cool and you hear a little bit on this album which i'd love to talk to you about now so raul man you ready to go track by track through this thing I, i'm ready Let's do it, man. It kicks off with the tune, I Love the Afternoon. You know, I really dig this track. It reminded me, there's a quote, I think, by Jean-Paul Sartre. He says, three o'clock in the afternoon is always too late or too early to start anything. So he's hating on the afternoon, but you love it. Yes. What do you love about the afternoon? And what is an ideal afternoon for you, sir? Well, the the afternoon for me is sort of this, um, at least, you know, my ideal afternoon <laughs> is uh, kind of uh, the in-between time when there's still time in the day for whatever you've been procrastinating on and right. uh, and yet uh, you're, uh, there isn't any sort of commitment or responsibility, which is the perfect time for to, to be creative, you know, when you, when mm. you can just... Um, let the creative voice speak and and not think about anything else um so that's kind of the afternoon that i'm talking about so there you go take that jean paul sartre the groove of this tune is also really cool uh first of all is it in seven 
Is it yeah, a seven? That's is that right. what I'm feeling? Nice. And, you know, it's an on-meter tune, but it's so subtle, you know, and that's, in my opinion, the best on-meter tunes, they don't feel like they are. You know, right. there's there's a constant groove. Um, yeah, really, really nice tune. And uh, Raul, why don't we go ahead and take a listen to the track? Yep. I love the afternoon Still time to get in tune In tune with the wonder The rain and the thunder Till the sun takes a bow to the moon I love the afternoon I love I really, really love I it love. I love the old time tunes Singing of harvest of love as an ember And do you remember The promises made in June I love the afternoon I Alright, once again, that was I Love the Afternoon from Raul Medan's latest CD, The Mirror. Um, very cool piece, Raul. And uh, it's going to bring us to the next one, If I Could See. Yeah. Now, this is one of two spoken word pieces on the album. Um, you know, that's a powerful way to mix up the rhythm of the overall album. Um, what's your background in spoken word and poetry? And why did you decide to add these spoken word pieces to this uh I mean, I don't album? have any background in it other than just... Um, Listening to, I was really into Gil Scott Heron. Mm-hmm. Um, I was into the last poets, you know, we're going back, you know, before rap. Um, I was into, you know, that kind of thing. And so I've always been interested in writing and, and you know, I try to write a poem. I, I try to actually write a haiku a day, you know, at least. Interesting. Um, just, just, yeah. just, just to you know, keep my mind in that, in that mind, that in that, muscle uh, in and that shape. space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Try to put things in fewer, few words, and try to say something <laughs> meaningful. Um, for me, this is a really personal. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a a decision to put something super personal on the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a, in many ways, more personal than any song, right? Uh, because this is a, about you know what it's like to be me and what it would be like or what or what my imaginings of what it would be like to see you know um, right and this is part of you know my expression as an artist totally and you know part of that expression and you mentioned earlier you were blind more or less since birth yes absolutely yeah um and yet you've got a powerful visual element to your songwriting. Uh, a lot of your songs rely on imagery, beautiful imagery. And I'm curious as to, you know, why the visual element of lyricism is so important to you. I think the most, the closest I get to seeing is reading. Because, mm-hmm. you know, unlike uh, movies or... I mean, radio drama is also something that I love, but uh, reading ha- describes everything. The face, the clothes, the... Yeah. So reading, you get the psychological as well as the physical 
and the medium dis relies on 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 um, precise and poetic description and I think that's that's kind of the way I uh, part of the way that that I know about the world you know it's it's the most sensory um, for someone that's blind it's it's the best way to see the world it's better than any other mm -hmm. than any other medium because the 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 you know the the writer has to has to describe everything because that's all they right. <laughs> that's all they have is words that's it yeah yeah incredibly powerful stuff man and you are a master at it so um with that let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of if i could see if i could see i would walk alone sometimes stroll serenely along a tree-lined street and watch the comings and goings of people moving toward their separate destinies i would listen to snatches of conversation letting them touch my curiosity without stopping to find the deeper meaning i would move in space and time letting my arms swing nonchalantly at my sides i would become one with the motion of walking the faint odor of flowers, the smell of sea air, books, perfume, sweat, and vehicular motion. I would speak to no one, save for a slight nod of the head or wave of the hand in silent acknowledgement. I would be unattached. If I could see, I would stare open-mouthed at the infinity of the stars. All right, Raul, once again, that was uh, the spoken word piece, If I Could See, um, from the new album, The Mirror. Um, we are going to move on now, changing gears a little bit stylistically, to You're the One. Um, now, I know you're you're never the one to shy away from, you know, a romantic song. I'm going to turn this question on its head a little bit and ask who are, you know, the ones, quote unquote, the ones that inspire you musically most? Um, I mean, it's varied and, uh, it's so varied. I'm inspired by, you know, the, I'm inspired by, by artists, you know, whether it's Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder or mm -hmm. John Coltrane or, uh, Bartok or, I mean, uh, Zappa, you know, <laughs> I mean, it could be, right. and then, and also by, you know, literature, as I said before. It's, it's very inspiring. I'm, I'm actually reading The Water Dancer right now. It's just, it's incredible. It's Okay. Have, and have you always been a reader? Yeah, absolutely. Have you always been attracted to narrative and stories? Absolutely. I mean, I think to, if you're yeah. going to be a writer, you have to be a reader. And uh, I, I right. actually just had the chance to do a fundraiser for my high school, and I got a chance to tell my English teacher how much it meant to me, all the stuff we read, you know. So that was pretty cool. Very nice. Do you have, I know this, is, I was an English major, so I was asked this question all the time and it's almost impossible to answer, but do you have a favorite book or a book that stuck with you, you know, made a lasting impression? There's a few. The book you always well, recommend? Okay. As far as modern books, I think the book that stuck with me the most is All the Light We Cannot See, the Anthony Doerr book. Um, mm. It's the only, the only blind character in a book that I've ever read that is accurate in my opinion um, you know 
and then and then of course I'm uh, I really love William Conrad. Um, I'm really digging this uh, Water Dancer book right now. That's Ta-Nehisi okay. Coates' book. Um, yeah, you know I love uh, I love um, um, ah, uh, Fahrenheit 451. What's his name? Uh, Classic Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Oh man, I just yeah. you know. <laughs> um, a little bit of a science fiction. Uh, yeah, thing, and you know. and uh, you know, I've I've just you know I have Audible, I have a a, a software uh, called Open Book, which allows me to scan any book. But I also you know Audible gives us access to just so much now. Um, we used to be at such a disadvantage as blind people with with books, and now mm -hmm. you know we pretty much have equal um, access, which is just great. It's a beautiful thing, yeah. Well, those are the ones, those are the books that Raul recommends. Uh, who was the one, you know, you're referring to in the title here? Who Who is the one? Well, you know, that's a kind of a song about, it was actually inspired by the sort of universal um, need at some points in one's life to escape. Mm -hmm from whatever is happening at the moment that is just seems like you're trapped. And for me, that was uh, the 2016 election. Mm. Um, and that's why there's that, that, uh, that line in there. I felt like I, I, I just wanted to be in a parallel universe yeah. at some point. Um, and, you know, I put, I put it as, you know, a, a guy and a girl wanting to get away and, and be somewhere else where nobody knew them and nobody stereotype them as being this or right, that right. you know a story unto itself man um well on that note let's go ahead raul and listen to a little bit of you're the one ven acá baby te llevo a un lugar mejor let's go someplace better let me take you to another time and place It's away from the stress and this crazy fast pace The killing, the crying, the lying disgrace You could disappear without a trace Did you ever find yourself wishing you could run away To a place where you could start all over again Change your name, change your game Everything that you do, everybody's And drive real far Stop somewhere Stare at the stars Spend our money And hit all the bars Baby, you're the one We could take a little trip um, Okay, so that brings us to the next track on the disc Which is Disguise Now, Roll Disguise uh, you know, the concept of wearing a disguise can have, or, you know, being disguised can have multiple meanings, multiple connotations. You know, on the one hand, there's disguising as in uh, putting on a disguise to try to deceive. But on the other hand, there's this concept that you actually brought up at the beginning of the podcast of something being a blessing in disguise. So, you know, I'm just wondering if, you know, these multiple connotations were swirling around your head as you were composing this song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, there, that is, uh, that is certainly you know what I was thinking. I mean, a, a lot of it really just has to do with me being in 
situations where I'm talking to people and it's like um, they're talking about something that they think is important to them and and um, you know something like oh this is a that's a hot girl over there or something like that and, I, and I'm just like uh, kind of like I, I don't get it you know but like with all great songs you know you take a very specific kind of experience and make it feel universal um, you know yeah I mean I, I think uh, that was something that I wondered whether you know the hear through you thing mm -hmm. whether people would and I, I sort of relied on the on the cliche the slight twist on the cliche see through you uh, mm. to um, you know to tell the story to hopefully the people would get that you know yeah I hear you well I, I certainly think they do and we'll give them a chance right now um, as we spin a little bit of the track Disguise I don't know you you think I can't see through your disguise you don't have to hide your eyes cause I'm wise and I can hear through you you know that I can hear through you you fix your hair worry about the clothes that you wear Perfect smile designed to show the world you've got style, but I'm not impressed with your dilettante finesse, and you'll never guess that I can hear through you. You know that I can hear through you. All right, once again, that is Disguise by Raul Medan. His new album, The Mirror is due out Friday, the th March 13th. Um, check it out. It's on Mac Avenue Records, and you can uh, listen to a little bit for your, of yourself at macavenue.com. Um, that brings us to the next song, I Really Want to See You Again, which is a great song. I decided to take this question a little bit into left field, Raul. Um, I'm curious, in your professional history, if you ever met an artist you know, in person, in passing, that you never got the chance to work with, but would love to. Who who would that artist be? Oh, sure, many. Um, I would say <clears throat> Paul Simon is one. Uh, I'd uh, sure. I'd love to uh, you know work with him or uh, I don't know Chick Corea. <laughs> you know, somebody like that. Chick Paul, if you're listening, always <laughs> open. Yeah. Well. Um, you know, there's 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 so many. I mean, I would have loved to have worked with Prince. Um, I, yeah. I didn't meet him though, so I guess that doesn't count. But uh, uh, we'll take it. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, what all of these songwriters that you mentioned to me have in common is this kind of profound simplicity to their writing. You know, they all write the kind of songs that you think, oh, I could have written that. You know, I could have come up with that melody. Or the melody sounds like a folk song, like it's been around forever, you know. Uh, Paul Simon's lyrics, they sound like like nursery rhymes almost that have been around forever. But underneath, they're so profound, you know, ditto uh, uh, for Prince. Uh, is that a quality that you admire in songwriting? Absolutely. I mean, I think 
you know, songwriting is is a little bit like writing poetry, except that you have to, um, you know, r use a melody, and the melody and the words are work together, you know, to convey the feeling. And so that's that's the that's the the trick of songwriting. Right. Um, and there there does have to be some rhyming involved, which uh, right. I mean, for the first two, two or three records, I didn't even have an, a rhyming dictionary, which I, I can't even imagine now writing without that tool at my fingertips, a rhyming dictionary, a thesaurus, you know, that whole thing. It's another great thing right, about right. technology that, um, you know, for, for a blind person in the past, it was a challenge, you know, to, to have those, those resources. And now it's, it's right. you know, it's, it's, it's there for us, you know, all of that, all of those tools. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned the marriage of melody to lyrics. You know, when they complement each other perfectly, there's just such power to that. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons as much as I love, love Bob Dylan, you know, he wasn't exactly, uh, you know, uh, a melody maker um, to the right. extent that that Paul Simon was. Right. Um, and right. so there's just something, you know, when a lyric fits a melody perfectly, there's like this sense of inevitability, like it's yeah. always supposed to be this way. Well, and that's kind of my thing, too, although I love Dylan and I and I listened extensively and continue to. Uh, but, yeah, there's no doubt that for us musicians, um, it's more satisfying when you have that that, you know, musical interest one of the things about Paul Simon that is just so um inspiring to me is that he can stretched it, it wasn't the same kind of music that he wrote to you know he wrote with Rhythm of the Saints he he played with all the Jamaican people with with um um I would not give you false oh yeah Africa Black Mombasa yeah yep. yeah no no that was before oh, okay. that I mean way back in in the 70s you know, he worked with the with the gospel right. group, like yeah. uh, "Love You Like yeah. a Rock." I mean, there's it's it's all of this, not just great lyrics, but 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 stretching musically. Right. Um, you know, he did uh, he he wrote a song to El Condor Pasa, which is pretty amazing. Right. Um, you know, so that that to me is you know is 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 infinitely interesting. Absolutely, and you yourself cover a wide kind of you know swatch of of or swath of, uh, of styles as well. Um, you know, from straight ahead jazz to blues to bossa. And, um, you know, I'm curious again, we're just opening this question right up, man. You know, what kind of music were you reared on? Um, everything. I mean, that's, that's everything. one of the wonderful things about my, my musical, um, upbringing is you know my my father was a an avid music lover and we had you know all kinds of stuff from john cage stockhausen to you know sonny rollins and miles and you know of course there was all the pop music that was go that was you know santana and the beatles mm -hmm. and jose feliciano and i don't know fleetwood mac and you know whatever so um but but i really credit having having access to to all the sort of you know the contemporary classical you know your ears are open when you're nine years old you don't think of 
John Cage's difficult listening. You just listen to right. it, you know. Yeah. And, and it, you know, the same with, you know, I mean, I we had, uh, um, you know, Zanakis was, was, uh, was in our house. You know, uh, uh, Harry Parch was in our house. Um, Schoenberg and, and, you know, all that kind of music. And it just becomes part of your vocabulary, you know. Absolutely. You just learn it like a language. Very and, cool. and, you know, I credit that with, the, you know, with the openness, you know, that I have to music, not just to songs, but to, act, to, to, you know, all kinds of music. And I think outwardly, you know, to all kinds of experiences and people too, you know, it's just healthy to expose yourself to. Yeah. And we were in the middle of, of New, New Mexico, you know, it's not like we were in New York city, you know, right. Right. We were, uh, you know, in rural, rural America. <laughs> right. <laughs> and John Cage still made it out. Very nice, man. Well, <laughs> very cool. Raul, let's go ahead and spin a little bit of I Really Want to See You Again. brings us to the next track on the album. This one is A Certain Cafe. Now, Raul, this tune features uh, one of my favorite vibraphonists at the moment in Joe Locke. Um, I know you have reciprocated the favor. You've appeared on some of his albums as well. Um, what is your relationship with Joe and what does he bring to the table musically? Joe is uh, an incredible musician, an incredible composer, and he has work ethic, you know. I just love, um, uh, you know, Joe. And I, I, I remember meeting Joe in New York. Um, as a matter of fact, it was when I was moving to New York. But before, when I was living in in South Florida, I, um, I started to, you know, read. You know, I read New York stories. I read Paul Auster, and then, oh yeah, I, I uh, started, you know, trying to get into New York. And Blue Note had a live. Uh, stream, you know, back in the day, and Joe Locke was right. like the first live stream I listened to from from New York when I was still living cool. in Miami, you know. So, um, I, as I say, I I love his compositional um, concept and his his compositional approach. He's a great improviser, but he's also a composer. So so that's that's you know what I what I love about joe Locke, it's and and of course his his playing is he's yeah <laughs> he's one of the best vibe players in the world totally his tone is just so enveloping it's everywhere you know it's so expansive uh, we've had him on the podcast as well and yeah i second you on on the work ethic and his ability to convey 
you know, concepts, uh, you know, intellectual concepts, literary concepts, poetic concepts through music. And I, I, you know, I really like that in a musician. I like a musician yeah. that I can talk to about something else other than sports and music. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, his, uh, one of his parents was a, a professor of literature or poetry or... Yeah, well, um, yeah, it, it's it's obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this this has the vibe, man, of, of two smart dudes just having a conversation at a cafe. Um, let's go ahead, Raul, and listen to a little bit of A Certain Cafe. As I rummage through my mind For something to say I find myself remembering A certain cafe Where time stood still And I never your voice just the way you said hello the way you touched my hand and asked me if I needed some company Alrighty, once again, that was A Certain Cafe featuring vibraphonist Joe Locke from Raul Madone's new album, The Mirror. Um, and that brings us to the title track itself, The Mirror. Um, love the groove on this tune, Raul. It's kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like tropical, soul tropical blues. Um, and it's just a great kind of fit for your guitar chops. Um, really, really showing off with the axe on this one. You sound amazing. Um, and, you know, conceptually, the tune is all about self-reflection. It's called the mirror. Um, the idea being sometimes you don't know how you come across to other people. Um, and this tune is almost kind of like an, you know, a warning to somebody, you know, about, hey, sometimes you got to hold up the mirror, see how you're coming across. Am I, am I anywhere close on this analysis? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we, we all have these experiences in life where, um, you know, you're, you're hanging out with somebody for, for us in the music business, you know, we, we meet a lot of people on our path mm -hmm. and because we're so committed to it, we sometimes mistake them for, you know, lifelong friends when, when really it's just a business relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's part of what what inspired, and that's that. what I was getting from it. All, you know, also some of this, like, I don't know, admonishment, but you know, warning of you know the temper, I guess, temporality of you know, the the short livedness of fame, and you know some of the trappings of the music industry, and you know, in that regard, I'm wondering. If the Raul now were, ha were to have a conversation with the Raul who was living in Miami, about to move to New York, about to start his adventure, what advice would you give? What warnings would you give about, you know, a career in music and a career in the recording industry and, you know, where you were, what you were about to get into? Ah, that's a, <laughs> that's a really interesting question. Well, first of all, I would say none of the people that you come in contact with in the music business the managers the lawyers 
the agents, none of them are as important as they want you to think they are. Mm. Um, find people who you like. You know, there's this saying in the, in the business, he's an asshole, but he's your asshole. No, <laughs> if, he's your, if he's an asshole, he's going to eventually not be your asshole. So don't work with assholes. You know, right. work right. with people that, that get you, that like you. Doesn't matter if they're a big agency or a small agency. Um, don't, don't, um, don't think you have to, to compromise yourself because in the end, it's your work. That's the other mm -hmm. thing I would say, which, yeah. you know, do what you want. Be free. Right. Right. Do, do your thing. Because there's a million people trying to be whatever the next the, the latest thing is, and they're all going to disappear. But right. if you do your thing, you have a chance. It, totally. Yeah. Someone expressed it well to me. You know, they said, "You're not trying to impress anyone with your work because that's not genuine. You are trying to create work that you love so much that that love comes through." to other people you know that they can yeah. feel that they can hear that you know it, yeah it, you, you i mean i'm work i'm doing music i want to hear right. right and you know i'm not a i'm not in the business of producing music for my fans i'm in the produce in the business of producing music for myself and hopefully taking people who are interested on that journey right that's on. it right on well, The Mirror is one of those tunes, man, that I certainly love, and I think a lot of people will, too. Um, so let's go ahead and spin a little bit of The Mirror. So you think you don't need me anymore They say I'm no longer what you're looking for your so-called friends are just means to an end You're losing the battle to win a war But I'm holding up a mirror Do you like what you see? Cause I'm holding up a mirror So you can see what you look like Once again, that was The Mirror, um, title track from Raul Madone's latest CD on Mac Avenue. And we're getting near the end here. We're actually brings us, that actually brings us to the other spoken word piece on the album, which is One Day Without War. Um, geez, something we can all aspire to, you know. Um, listening to it, you know, obviously a very powerful peace anthem. And it made me just want to ask, you know, uh, what some of your uh, favorite peace anthems were um, um you know that you came across well give peace a chance of course um sure uh was that a scene you were into well, kind of like uh i'm focusing yeah in on like i mean it was a little bit before things. my time in a sense because you know i was born in 1966 so but um i you know I I don't know whether mankind humankind is wired to ever um operate without going to war. I just know mm -hmm. that 
it produces an incredible a lot of of um, activity. You know, uh, there's no doubt that certain technologies were were buoyed by war, but it sure. wastes yeah. so much, so much time and money and people's lives. And is it really yeah. necessary? Uh, I, that that that's kind of my. Um, you know, human beings, every human being is a potential changer of the world. And when right. you kill somebody, when you, you know, you kill that potential. And you, and, and, and the, the, the nature of it is you never know what you've just killed. And it could right. be maybe you killed a serial killer. But it could also be that you killed the inventor of uh, fusion. You know, I don't know. I mean, right. and, and that's why, you know, that's kind of what, you know, the, that whole thing was about, you know, that if, if we, if we were a little more, um, cognizant of our own worth, maybe we would be more cognizant of other people's worth as well. And I think we, you know, confronted this directly very recently with the, you know, Iran crisis, um, you know, people were really, really uh, brought to bear what a war could look like and and what, you know, collateral damage for human life could look like. Yeah. I mean, um, what, what, a, what a ridiculous yeah. move that was. And, and, you know, crisis. I mean, that, that's a created crisis. Right. We had a deal. You know, we don't, you don't have to agree with everything that they are or that they do, but we had a deal and it was working. And, and we have a, an idiot for a president that, that, that creates problems. Right. Well, then here's to one day without war, man. Um, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of the track. What I wish for. What would it be like if there was no war for one day? Just one day on which the world would stop and reflect upon the innumerable loss, the bottomless suffering, the unspeakable evil that is visited upon the world when war breaks out. How many lives would be saved? What revolutionary ideas would emerge from even one of those individuals? that would have otherwise been senselessly snuffed out. What I wish for is peace. Maybe not ever after. Maybe just for one day. All right, once again, that was One Day Without War, a spoken word piece from Raul Madon's new album, The Mirror. Um, we're getting down to the wire here, uh, Raul, and the second to last track on the album, love the title of this one, Cold Cuts and Coffee. So not that there's anything wrong with Cold Cuts and Coffee, but this track is about being on the road. You know, it's the war, Road Warrior Anthem. You wake up <laughs> in the hotel, in the green room, is Cold Cuts and Coffee, inevitably. Look, I happen to love Cold Cuts and Coffee, but I'll be the first to admit it's not the healthiest thing. Not at all. Uh, and not I don't. All. I don't. So I'm that's kind of why I wrote. It was, I, 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 <laughs> I was just about to yeah, ask. No, yeah. no. I, but, 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 you know, um, in a way, you know, I came up with that phrase. 
And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a cool phrase to, to talk about. It is, and then it, it was a springboard for kind of writing about loneliness, you know. And, right. and, and so I'm really proud of that one as far as like a ballad. Like that one just, you know, um, I haven't written that many totally. jazz ballads like that. And, and that one. It has. What's that? Oh, man, it really sung, man. And it it had that coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it has that. Uh, of, um, these foolish things. Down and out of, you know, I don't yeah, know. You know, one of those yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of things, you know, lonely out on the yeah. road. So I'm curious, you know, you do a lot of travel. How do you, you know, stay connected, stay healthy, stay sane when it's night after night? Yeah, cold cuts and coffee. Well, I mean, I try to eat healthy, for one thing. I try to get to sleep. I don't go out after shows. I don't drink a lot. I, the only bad habit I have is is coffee, actually. <laughs> um, and and if you drink too much coffee um, too late in the day, it's, it's hard to sleep. So that's... Yeah. Um, but... Uh, and I try to, you know... Um, keep it interesting as far as my performances go um so i i try to to um have that balance of doing something that i know and that i am comfortable with doing and and not doing it so much and so much the same that it gets boring to me so that that's kind of the what i what i try to do uh, when I'm on the road Good and, and then I have some other little hobbies that I like to do I like to read and I'm a ham radio operator I read that yeah, yeah so I, I have a remote system that I can use my my ham radio on the road and it can be fun too you know nice you and with that you have to have a what is it a call something a call yeah something? a call sign yeah call and, sign. and then I also meet uh, I end up talking to these people all over the world and I get to actually meet them and these are people that you know a lot of them are engineers or whatever they would never come to a show like mine but they end up coming to the show because I'm a ham you know <laughs> so. there you go <laughs> very cool well hey if anything serious goes down uh in the next few weeks or month, we could be relying on these ham radio guys to keep the uh, lines of communication open. So, well, we certainly hobby. are a line of communication. Yes, you are. Sure. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Um, on that note, Raul, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of Cold Cuts and Coffee. is but a minute 
It's a fall without you in it I'm a drifter in search of a shore Cause you are not here anymore All right, once again, the name of that track was Cold Cuts and Coffee. And it brings us, Raul, to the end of the disc, the final track on the album. It is called Deep Dry Ocean. And this one features another one of my favorite young musicians at the moment in uh, the pianist Gerald Clayton. Right. Um, well, it's, it's, how did it's first doesn't with Gerald? feature him, but he's, he's the kind of the composer of it. Um, I, 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 uh, it's his tune with my lyrics, basically. Right, right. And, and how did you first uh, meet up with Gerald? Um, I was, thankfully, uh, every day I thank Terrence Blanchard for recommending me to do this uh, thing called Monterey Jazz on Tour that I did a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they put together this kind of star cast of jazz musicians every year, and they tour it as Monterey Jazz on Tour. And uh, so I was... Um, I met Gerald that way, and and I ended up um, badass and blind. A lot of the songs came out of that. Um, my my nice. my uh, two albums ago came out of that that tour, and and I, you know, I was on tour with with some of the best jazz musicians in the world. You know, Gerald Clayton and Nicholas Payton and Robbie Coltrane and um, uh, Gregory yeah. Hutchison and Joe. Um, Sanders and uh, so uh, you know I love that tune um, Gerald has has it on a on an album I think called Life Forum and uh, Gretchen Parlato is singing uh, a, mel- a melismatic lyric uh, a melismatic yeah, wordless um, vocal. vocal right and um, right. I thought wow I wonder if I could write lyrics to this tune it's really hard to sing uh, yeah, well, I'm curious, you know, as you're listening to the tune, as, you know, we talked about marriage of melody and lyrics, you know, as you're listening to this melody, how, you know, this fragment, Deep Dry, or, you know, the the concept for Deep Dry Ocean eventually dawned upon you. No, you know? that was his title. No, but but I mean, lyrically, well, you know, lyrically, where you took it, it and it developed really, it. It really yeah. spoke to me in a weird kind of a poetic way of having an ocean it's it's almost like um a clash of you know a deep dry a deep ocean that's dry is it's sort of a it's sort of kind of a strange and and it really spoke right. to me in in a in a kind of a very poetic way um and so i wrote this kind of lyric of kind of a regret Right. love affair that never happened or that could have happened but didn't this this kind of you know and it's not autobiographical at all it's just it's just what came out in terms of that that image well hey man we talked about the perfect marriage of uh, you know lyric and melody and this is it dude you know this is this is really a work of art and a very nice way to end the album 
um, and the interview as well. So, Ruel, let's go ahead and finish things off by listening to a little bit of Deep Dry Ocean. The ticking clock's repeating. I lie awake and wonder why it should be. I couldn't see the love light in your eyes. Blinded by emotion, no time to say goodbye. Golden day receding into a dark and cloudless sky. Could it be that you and me were meant to be a mystery? All right, once again, that was Deep Dry Ocean, the final track on Raul Midon's new album, The Mirror. Once again, due out Friday, March 13th, a lucky day on Mac Avenue Records. Um, Raul, thank you so much for doing this interview. We really appreciate it. Kudos to you and the new album. It's awesome. Um, where can where can people uh, find out more about you, follow along uh, for tours and stuff? Where's the best, pe- where's the best place for people um, to follow you? Um, well, there's the website. Um RaulMidon.com. There's uh, Facebook. There's, um, you know, the, those, I guess, are the two. Excellent. And two any um, any upcoming performances you want to uh Well, we'll see. Quick? We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, really, uh, really. But uh, I'm doing a little tour. I'm playing in, uh, in Maryland on the 3rd of April. I'm playing in New York on the 4th of April. I'm playing in Philly, I believe, the 5th. And is it Boston? I but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm playing in April around around the states, so people can check that out. I think I'm going to be in the West Coast as well and stuff. So. Right on. So lots of lots of cold cuts and coffee ahead. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, this was a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, bye bye, roll. I love the afternoon. I love. All right, everyone, that does it for another episode of Jazz's Backstage Pass. Thanks again to Raul Medon uh, for chatting with us. Again, go check out his album, The Mirror. It is on sale March 13th via Mac Avenue Records. We hope you enjoyed this track by track feature. We're going to be trying to do more of these in the future with uh, your favorite artists. If there's anyone uh, you'd like to hear us go track by track with, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, to help us get the word out on this podcast, please uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming service. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. uh, And leave us a five-star rating because that really helps too. Um, Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next time. Mm